enough with the dilly-dallying. It is time to get this show on the road. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Lockdown Flames. As always, I am your host, Jess Belmosto, and thank you so much for hanging out and tuning in to Lockdown Flames today and making us your first listen of the day. We're here for you five days a week, getting you through the offseason. And today we are going to be talking about three goals and objectives, I guess, for the rest of the offseason because it is... July 7th, and we have not made any real progress on our roster construction, and that's kind of an issue. So we're going to talk about that today, and before we do that, though, make sure you are subscribed to Lockdown Flames wherever you get your podcasts, and of course, free on YouTube as well, and uh, just make sure you're subscribed, give a nice little rating, a little review. It's always nice hearing from y'all. So these, to me, are not in any uh, order of importance, priority, or anything like that, because I think they all kind of tie into one another, and it's important that you have a vision, a clear vision of what you want before you start doing other things, and it feels like the Flames know what they want to do. It's They've said that they want to compete. They're not rebuilding. They're not, you know, going to blow everything up and work on getting future assets and things like that. It is about winning now, I guess. And that that's all well and good, but where's the roster to, to give you um, a, a competing team? You know, I, I just saw a tweet that showed the uh, quote-unquote defensive pairings and uh, they're the hypothetical pairings and it was uh, Rasmus Anderson and Uyghur. That's it. <laughs> and then there's just all these to be determined. And that really puts it into perspective because we don't know if Chris Tanev is going to be back. We don't know if Noah Hannafin is going to be back. What are... What will become of these moving parts? And when will they start moving? <laughs> but there, again, none of this means anything unless they start putting action behind it. And they can talk all they want. We have seen this time and time again from them. And I still remember it was after they lost in the bubble, they said, you know, we need to be better. We're ready to compete. We're ready to win. We're angry. We're hungry. That's all well and good. But if there's no cohesiveness, if there is no it, it's recipe for success, you're not going to have it. There, there have been times where the flames have flamed out. You know, they, they get hot. And then they just hit a seven-game losing skid. And it's painful. It's hard. And things like that happen with any team, regardless of how good they are. But you want to do your best to avoid that 
completely derailing your season. And I think for the front office, they and coaching staff, they really need to look at things and say, what are these guys that are here long-term capable of? What can we foster in them? And how can we make them better, but also bring in players that will complement them and that they can make better as well? And I, I don't know what Craig Conroy is doing. I don't. And we're going to talk uh, in the next segment here about his comments about waiting for his hand to be forced for a Dan Fladar trade. And I just, I, I don't know what we're doing. I get it. You don't want to make anyone upset. You don't want to rush any of these trades. But at the same time, you have to start moving these pieces. Otherwise, it's it's going to be September and you're going to have all these UFAs here, or 2024 UFAs, and they're going to end up walking. And you're going to be rushed into making a bad trade. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to end up not trading someone, and they're going to walk. So it really is a matter of defining your vision and not just for this season, but for the next three, four seasons. And even if you want to look at it just for next two to three years, see what your goals are. Because every organization is different. And we talked about it on, I believe it was yesterday's show. Uh, Nick and I discussed, you know, how you have to move on from things. And I don't know if the Flames have moved on from the success uh, from two seasons ago. I don't know if they, you know, have come to terms with that. They're not that competitive. This, this is a whole different team and you have to play like a whole different team. You, you don't have Goudreau and Kachuk. You don't have Eric Goodbranson. You don't have Jacob Markstrom, you know, who is going on just absolute tears throughout the whole season, like consistently. So you have to, you have to navigate this whole new path. And there probably is, you know, work going on behind the scenes, but it's quiet. It is July 7th and things are not, not good. I would say they're not where I would have expected them to be. You know, we have been doing uh, hockey is ended, you know, in, in almost three months now. The season ended in April. Flames regular season ended in April. You know, took a little bit to get the staffing in here, but decisions still could have been made. Deals could have gotten done, but they they didn't. They're not done. And we're just the clock is ticking it's time to make those decisions is dustin wolf going to be playing at the nhl level next year if not what's your excuse what's your reasoning how long is it going to take your coaching staff to get settled in and to start working with the players on you know again it's all about cohesiveness and i don't know there are just so many unknowns at this point that you can't really look forward to like a a real outcome you just have to hope that they make the right decisions 
And coming up next, we are going to talk about one of the many moving parts that is Dan Vladar and calling up Dustin Wolf and letting him start his NHL career. But before we do that, let's talk about FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's $200 you can spend on betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. I want to know if there's like a prop or something for Aaron Boone getting ejected because I would bet I would bet that consistently (laughs) all on an app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus when you win, you can get paid instantly. There is no better place to bet on major league baseball than FanDuel America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on FanDuel official partner of Major League Baseball. And thank you so much, everyone, for hanging out with me on today's episode of Locked on Flames as we wrap up another week and push through the summer. I hope everyone is enjoying their summer and kind of getting a nice little break from hockey, but also missing it and getting excited for it again. I I know the schedule came out a few weeks ago, so... It's time to start planning our trips, everyone. And uh, if you are going on a trip or planning one, maybe tell me what city you want to visit or what's on what's on your NHL arena bucket list. <sighs> My bucket list, not a bucket list, but this is a list of things that need to happen before the flames kick the bucket. And of course, we we need to start moving things. We need to, I say we, as if like you and I are behind all of this. (laughs) Craig Conroy and the rest of the Flames front office really need to get a move on trading. Trading Dan Vladar. And Dustin Wolf is ready to make that jump. He's got nothing left to prove to you at at the AHL level. And while Dan Vladar is a good goalie, I don't think that he is necessarily going to benefit this organization more than Dustin Wolf. That is no disrespect to Dan Vladar. I just think that Dustin Wolf is a better goalie. And Vladar has the potential to really grow into a starting role, maybe, depending on, you know, which team is looking at him because. He did come up in the uh, Boston Bruins pipeline and they have some of the best goalie coaches and, you know, he's learned from guys like Tuka Rask. He watched Jeremy Swayman, you know, they kind of came up together and Kyle Kieser and it just all these guys that, you know, I'm sure he still has a relationship with some of them in some way. And then, you know, you think about it, you move to a new organization and you learn from even more people and you learn from bright minds that can unlock a potential in you and you know technique is huge obviously as well and one goalie coaches they will see one thing they know that you're doing wrong and pick it out it could be the smallest thing pick it out 
and tell they will tell you to throw that habit in the trash. But Dan Vladar is just not he he's outgrown this organization. You know, I think it made more sense if Markstrom was maybe just on a four year deal where next year he would be a free agent if they kept him and then just kept Wolf in the AHL, um, you know, because there would be like a, a clearer timeline, I would say. But Jacob Markstrom is making like $6.25 million for the next three seasons. Um, and I guess technically, I think it's four. No, it's three. I lied. Sorry. <laughs> but they really just need to move him. I, I don't think that Craig Conroy's comment about, you know, he's, he's waiting for a deal that's going to force his hand. I feel like having this star goaltender in the AHL that has proved himself in every developmental benchmark thus far should be the thing that's forcing your hand. He... Greg Conroy is, I get it, he's trying to be careful. He's not trying to rush into things. But at the same time, come on, the clock is ticking. I really thought that Vladar would have been moved at the draft too, along with Hannafin. I thought that we were going to see those guys on the move, and we didn't. Uh, I just, I don't know what we're waiting for. A lot of goalies have signed, so the market and demand has shrunk. That's naturally what happens after free agency, or I guess technically during free agency, because it doesn't just start and end on July 1st. But you should be getting ready to get Dustin Wolf to the NHL and to um, really, I'm trying to think, to get into the role and to get into the swing of things so he can develop at the NHL level now. You know, this is what he has been waiting for. This is what he has dedicated his whole life to. And now it's time for him to make that jump and to to work hard. And, you know, we, we've talked about on the show before, and it's talked about all the time by writers and coaches and players. The AHL is, or really, the NHL is a different beast than anything that they've really played in before. It is not the same. You're playing against some of the best players, if not the best players in the world. And you are, you're not necessarily, you're, you're a little fish in a big pond now. You are very much going to have to work harder because there are better players. There are better, you know, better everything. (laughs) You just have to be better. And I think Justin Wolf is ready for that challenge. It doesn't mean rush into this and just take whatever you want and whatever you can get for Vladar. I think, again, you have to be responsible. You have to say, okay, how can, how can I benefit from these picks? Or if it's not even, it's probably not going to be a roster player or a prospect. It's absolutely going to be some draft picks. And that's fine because I think, the Flames really need to utilize the draft and developing kids, developing players, because elite players are not coming to Calgary for the time being. So it's it's time to really invest in your homegrown products and make a move. 
it, it's really time. You know, Dustin Wolf is going to be seeing NHL ice time if he is with the Flames, and that's where he needs to be. He needs to be playing and getting exposed to NHL caliber talent. I think of how forwards have a hard enough time adjusting or, you know, just skaters in general have a, sometimes don't always have a smooth transition. And I don't think that this is a whole nother topic, but you shouldn't have this expectation that Dustin Wolf is just going to have this like buttery smooth transition to the NHL. Doesn't happen. It, it's very unlikely that something like that happens. He's going to have bumps in the road. He's a normal human being playing against the best players in the world. So, you know, you're going to lose a game. You're going to let in some softies. It's just a matter of learning from those and just moving on. And I think we really need to start that now with Dustin Wolf. We need to get him in the net. I was going to say at the saddle, though, but. The Wranglers also play at the saddle, though. So it, it really is just a matter of Vladar being moved. You're not going to put him on waivers because you're going to lose him for nothing. And that's the only way he can go to the AHL. He is not an, an AHL goaltender. He is on a one-way contract. Like, it just does not make sense to keep him, especially because the Wranglers just signed a third goalie. They move up Dustin Wolf. That's fine. So obviously that is the plan. The plan is to move Dustin Wolf, but when? <laughs> when are we doing it? Because it certainly feels like time is running out and getting you know closer and closer every day that passes. So we will see. We shall see. And coming up next, we're we're going to wrap up the show with these pesky pesky ufas because what else would we be talking about when it comes to the calgary flames and thank you so much everyone for tuning into today's episode of locked on flames you can follow me on twitter at jessbomonsto and tune in i'm on threads as well uh same username so do that what you will and i hmm, mm, mm, mm. I have been mulling over this topic truly since Craig Conroy's introductory press conference because of his comment, I never want to watch players walk like I did with Johnny Gaudreau. Watching Johnny Gaudreau walk is going to be significantly more painful than watching like a Michael Backlund walk. You can easily replace... A Michael Backlund. <laughs> You're not replacing a Johnny Gaudreau. And they're just two very different players. I don't know how many times we're going to beat this horse to death, but the Flames really need to make a decision here. And there's no more lollygagging. There's no more time. We don't need to drag our feet. Elias Lindholm has an offer on the table. Backlund also has a an offer on the table. So what are we waiting for? I get it. You got to think about the family. You got to think about your future, but y you've had time. These aren't new conversations. It's not like someone just sprung this upon you two weeks ago when reports, or I guess it's really been more than two weeks now <laughs> since reports really started going 
on about this, but it is very frustrating, I would say, to watch this because the Flames just aren't doing anything. They're not, they're not taking risks. They're not getting creative and they don't have a roster. We don't know what their roster is going to look like. They just aren't moving pieces. And I don't think Noah Hannafin is moved until after Eric Carlson and Dabrinkit are, are moved. I think both of them could very well be the first two, you know, out to break out of the logjam and to kind of open the floodgates there because I think a lot of people are trying to keep as much cap space open as they can and keep, you know, what players they can to utilize in these trades because why wouldn't you try to trade for Eric Carlson if you have like a legitimate, you know, cap space to do it? Why not? It's very frustrating because once again, here we are just kind of twiddling our thumbs, swinging our feet back and forth, waiting for the flames to do something. And it, someone just has, someone has to make a decision, whether it's Elias Lindholm turning in his answer, whether it's Michael Backlund turning in his answer, or someone offering Hannafin a really good deal. (laughs) So, uh, Craig Conroy doesn't turn it down, but it's, it's time. Like, I don't know how many, (laughs) how many ways I can say it, but it has been time for the Flames to start moving these UFAs, the pending UFAs. It is time. The ball should be very well in motion by now. We should have had ideas for, you know, what, could be next season's roster because of the returns. We should know uh, who our next potential captain is if Backlund's gone. And what if Flintholm does want to resign here? You know, I think it's very quick and easy to say, well, you know, he, he just, he has to, we, the Flames have to move on from him. The Flames have to trade him. Well, what happens if he just if he does decide I want to stay in Calgary for the next eight years? What happens then? That's I feel like. I mean, there's no contract in place, so you could really just say we're trading you, and I don't believe he has a no movement or a no trade clause. So I guess that's one way to burn a bridge, and that's not exactly setting the best example. But I. I'm very disappointed, I guess I would say, in like the Flames offseason report card so far because it they could be making more moves if they cleared cap space. You have to move pieces to clear cap space, and they have not been doing that. Yes, we saw Lucic's money come off the books, but that really didn't come off the books because it just went to Hubert Oak and Kadri. It's not... It's just not good. It's really not good. And I hope that by Monday, we maybe have some trades. Maybe the Eric Carlson dust has settled and Alex DeBrinkett makes his decision. I guess it's really not his decision. I guess it's like Detroit and Ottawa. But it is just, it's time for Craig Conroy to put his foot down and just say, If you don't make a decision, I'm making it for you. It is very much like when you and your partner can't decide where to eat 
or what to have for dinner. And you're just kind of like, oh, I don't know. Like, it's up to you. I don't care. Someone has to put their foot down. Otherwise, you're never eating. Someone has to put their foot down here and decide they're making a trade or they're signing an extension because you're never going to get there if you don't, if no one puts their foot down. It's just never going to happen. But that does it for me today because the Flames are just having a miserable off season and it's disappointing. I would have thought things would have been much further ahead by now. And I think everyone did tune in next week as we continue our off season coverage. And maybe we'll have an update because, you know, it's Friday at uh, 6.04 PM Eastern time when I'm recording this and the flames didn't do anything again today. So I don't know what they're waiting for. We're just going to have to wait and see. But thank you, everyone, for hanging out with me today on Locked on Flames. Make sure you are subscribed to Locked on Flames wherever you're getting your podcasts. And we are free 99 on YouTube as well. Remember to drop your comment of, you know, what NHL arena you really want to go to. And you want to visit this season. I know this year I'm finally going to Montreal, and I'm so excited. But... I will catch you next week. Nick will be back next week. You can catch me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto and Nick at Nick Zararis. And until then, stay safe, stay dry, stay hydrated, and be kind.